Hello and welcome to season three of the Campus Podcast, where we explore what it looks like to enter into a new kind of kingdom. Expect interviews, devotionals and a highlight from our new kind of kingdom session. This episode, Ralph will be sharing a devotional from volume three on Exodus. Enjoy. Hey everyone, great to see you and um, thanks for dropping in with us today. My name is Ralph, I'm part of the team here and um going to do a little devotional with you today. Um, we've got a few of these planned for the next couple of weeks. Um, we, um, throughout our campus publications, we've always put in these little devotionals kind of as, as like punctuation points as you're moving through it. Opportunities just to stop, get your Bible open, sort of focus on the Word of God and what he's saying and, um, and listening into him. So we just wanted to do that, but um, by the medium of Instagram. So hopefully whether you're watching this live or watching back, you can just take um, the next sort of 10, 15 minutes or so, just hit pause and um, and listen to what God's gonna say. So today we're thinking about um, walking in the wilderness. We're gonna look a little bit at Exodus chapter 16. So if you have got a Bible nearby, um, probably don't use your phone because you need to watch this, but um, grab a Bible, find Exodus 16. We're gonna think a little bit about God's provision, God's faithfulness. And um, in particular, what that looks like, and we were going to read a story of that miraculously happening, but as as much as that kind of what we can learn from it and actually what might be helpful for us as we're walking through our own various wildernesses or moments of change or wherever we find ourselves. So it should be a lot of fun. Um, Yeah, we're in Exodus 16, and um, I'm sure you know the kind of big story that's going on people of Israel were in Egypt in captivity and um, they came out of Egypt. God rescued them through Moses and others and they crossed the Red Sea and they're now on a journey to a promise. They're on a journey to the promised land that God has um, started them on, a land flowing with milk and honey. But um, they don't just leave Egypt and go straight into it. There actually is quite a long stretch, 40 years in fact, of wandering in a wilderness um, before they actually get to the place where they're supposed to go. And, and that wasn't because it was a 40 year long journey. It was um, it was because actually they weren't ready. They needed to go through certain um, processes and um, experiences and God needed to do certain things and give them certain things um, before they were ready to actually step into the promises that he had for them. So I think it's super relevant for us and um, wherever we are, but um, maybe especially for those of you who are approaching graduation actually as you as you step on the precipice of leaving one space and going into another actually the reality is that's not going to be a a quick journey like the other sort of is always coming there's always process there's always things happening there's always more we're learning about who God is and what he's like so um I think the quicker we can let go of how quickly do I get to my destination um the better it's going to be for all of us so Exodus 16 we're going to have a little look um I'm just going to pick out um, five little bits um, and I'm gonna, not going to read the whole thing, um, but I'm just going to pick out five things that really speak to us about God's faithfulness and how he provides and sort of what we can learn about the way that he does provide. So um, Israelites are hungry. They're, um, they've just started their journey. They don't have anything to eat. They're getting grumbly about it and they ask Moses to sort it out, basically. And then Moses asks God. And this is where we pick up the story. So. First thing to notice is in uh, chapters four and five, uh, verses four and five. So let me just read those to you quickly. Then the Lord said to Moses, behold, I'm about to rain bread from heaven for you. And the people should go out and gather a day's portion every day that I may test them, whether they will walk in my law or not. 
On the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather daily. And then Moses goes and re repeats this to the people. So the first thing to note is that um, God's uh, faithfulness, God's provision comes initially through a promise, through his words, through what he says. Like the Israelites have a need and God responds to that need with a declaration. He's like, I will do this. I will bring you manna and quail. I will make things come from heaven for you. Now, I don't know about you, but I have never experienced that particular miracle in my own life. But what is true is that um, for us, wherever we are, like God's first response, or it's not even a response, it was already there. And um, the first thing that we need to realise is that there is a promise that God has spoken, that his word is real and it is true and it's something that we can stand on. So wherever we are, whatever kind of provision we need, whatever we're looking to God for, know first that it's come in the form of a promise. Um, and that prom those promises all culminate in the person of Jesus, the word of God himself, um, who, who defeated death and, and rose from the grave and actually released everything in heaven to us. But, um, but go through scripture, look at all the amazing things that, um, that God promises to us. You know, that first of all, that he'll never leave us or forsake us. He's always with us. Like, we probably don't need anything else other than that particular promise. But he also speaks to, you know, providing for our needs. He's, you know, he's going to um, he's going to clothe us and he's going to feed us. He's going to actually he promises to make everything good that would come against us, even if it's actually a bad thing. He says, I'm going to work that for your benefit. So um, go throughout scripture and uh, highlight the promises that God has spoken um, over us as a people and over you individually and, and stand on that as the first point of his provision. Okay, second point um, is in verse 13. Um, so let me just read this to you. In the evening, quail came up and covered the camp, and in the morning, dew lay around the camp. And when the dew had gone up, there was a f on the face of the wilderness a fine flake-like thing, fine as frost on the ground. When the people of Israel saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, it is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. So um, this is where we, we get introduced to manna. So manna literally just means is the question, like, what is it? And um, I think this is really interesting because um, quite often um, when God provides, it comes in a way that we don't expect. It comes in a way that we weren't anticipating or looking for. Like it's so um, sort of present in the Israelites reaction. They're like, I'm so confused by this I'm going to call it what is it like that's how much I don't understand it but um I think the kind of the principle for us to take away is that actually God's provision often comes in ways that we don't expect so um there's not much you can do to prepare for that because it's going to be unexpected other than don't dismiss things just because they are unfamiliar or don't look like as you imagined because quite often God's in the business of doing things differently and from the way that we expect so God's provision is often unexpected. Um, dropping down to uh, verse 17, let's read this bit. Um, and the people of Israel did so. They gathered some, some more, some less. But when they measured it with an omer, whoever gathered much had nothing left over, and whoever, whoever gathered little had no lack. Each of them gathered as much as he could eat. So I, I love this bit because um, whilst, you know, God's um, provision is un often unexpected and we don't know what it's going to look like. The other side of that is actually it's incredibly precise. Like God knows us. Like the Bible says that he, he's numbered the hairs on our head. 
like um he 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 thinks about us he considers us and he knows what we need and so actually while his provision might look different often than we imagine it's exactly what we need his precision is precise so again this is like a promise you can stand on that the god is with you he is going to look after you he is faithful to you it's going to look different but it's going to be exactly what you need um which is great it brings us a lot of hope okay um fourth thing um verse 22 this time on the sixth day they gathered twice as much bread two omers each and when all the leaders of the congregation came and told moses he said to them this is what the lord has commanded tomorrow is a day of solemn rest a holy sabbath to the lord bake what you will bake and boil what you will boil and all that is left over lay aside to be kept until the morning and it continues and they follow the instructions and it works out as god said um but i think the thing to note here is um it's interesting that sort of baked into the way that god is providing for the people is like um is is a command that sort of that shows um a, an honor of the sabbath so um that is interesting because it shows us how important the sabbath is to god and something that we should be aware of but um it's in it's especially interesting i think in that the way that god is providing is consistent with who he is and what he values and what he thinks is important so um even like he's he's sort of not like being like there's one way that i can do this which is you get the manna every day and that's how it works and that's the formula and it's always going to be like this actually the way that god does stuff is deliberate and um, not just for what we need but actually for for him teaching us the things that are important so in this instance he he is kind of and um, giving the Israelites some muscle memory about how significant the Sabbath is. It's like, God's like, this is so important to me that even when I miraculously provide for you, I'm going to do it in such a way that it shows you that you don't need to look after yourself um, on the Sabbath, that actually I will, you, you don't need to worry about that because I'm going to do it because it's really important to me. And um, so let's take that lesson. But also let's think about um, when we experience God's faithfulness, or or when actually probably this might be something that it's easier to see retrospectively rather than in the moment but actually as we consider the ways that um god has loved us and looked out for us and provided for us actually that is great because it you know it shows us that he does that but also it probably teaches us something else about his character about the things that he values the things that he thinks are important and and let's not miss those lessons like in the midst of the provision like not just kind of stuff it in our faces and move on but actually consider what is God saying about what he's like what is God saying about how the world is what is he saying about the way that we should be the kind of people that should be like what lessons are inherent in the way that God is providing okay final thing um drop down to verse 31 this time um now the house of Israel called its name uh manna it was like coriander seed white and the taste of it was like wafers made with honey Moses said, this is what the Lord has commanded. Learn, let an omer of it be kept throughout your generations so that they may see the bread with which I fed you in the wilderness when I brought you out of the land of Egypt. And Moses said to Aaron, take a jar, put an omer in it of manna and place it before the Lord to be kept throughout your generations. As the Lord commanded Moses, so Aaron placed it before the testimony to be kept. The people of Israel ate manna 40 years till they came to a habitable land. They ate the manna till they came to the border of the land of Canaan. And um, what I think is uh, really interesting about this bit is um, the extent 
of the provision. Like actually, um, this ha you know, we kind of read about the, the initial throes of it happening, um, but actually it says that this continues for 40 years. That's an entire generation. It's a really significant number biblically. It's like, actually, this is, it's kind of like, this is gonna ongoing. Like um, the way that it happens, isn't always going to be the same. You know, it says actually they ate manna until they got to the threshold of the next space that they were going to go into. And then it was something different. But um, actually the, the lesson here is that God's faithfulness goes on and on and on. And actually um, the way, like the fact that he provided for us miraculously in one part of our lives means that's actually going to continue. And it's interesting that um, that kind of gets um, caught up talking about the idea of testimony, like the fact that there's this jar of testimony. So interesting how like when um god sort of provides the manna for them in the moment it any that they keep rot overnight so they're not able to store it up like that's kind of another sort of um thing that's baked into this idea that actually you know god's like you're going to need this every day you can't store it up and um and sort of hoard it it's going to have to happen every day but he then kind of breaks the rule of that by being like well you can put some in the jar of testimony and it and that actually will be preserved for future generations and again that's because God's trying to teach us something that actually the significance of our experience of our breakthroughs of our testimonies of the ways that God has provided it's important that we um remember them and make note of them and put them in a place before the community that is shared and is seen and so that um both for ourselves as we move through our lives but also the people that follow us we can point to that jar of testimony we can point to the manner in the jar and be like look this is what God did and God is the same yesterday and today and forever. And so he will continue to do it again. And um, it's exactly the same principle as, um, you know, when the Israelites walked through the sea and they um, they set up the stones that they brought from the from the riverbed. And they anytime people would walk past that, they'd be like, look at those stones. This is what God did. And it, throughout the generations, they can point back to this is who God is. You know, this is the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. This is the God that we serve. This is what he has done. And therefore, I have confidence about what he will do. So um, these are, yeah, these are just some kind of quick thoughts that I've got. But um, I really encourage you to go back and um, read through that chapter and just sort of sit with those five points and just and then think about, OK, well, what do I need? Like, um, what are the promises that God has spoken into that situation? Like, like wherever I need to see God's faithfulness, what is it that I know that is true about who God is and his character? And just get really familiar with those um, with those verses, with those um, with those declarations, with those promises, and and stand on them and be like, yeah, that this is real. This is for me. Sorry, everyone. My Instagram just literally crashed. Um, apologies for that. And um, but basically, I was just recapping those main points from Exodus sixteen, um, which were that uh, God uh, God provides first in a promise in the way that He speaks to us and what He says that his provision often is unexpected. It isn't how we'd imagine. Um, the the promises, the way that he provides is always precise, like he knows exactly what we need. And also um, the manner in which God provides teaches us about him, tells us about what he's like, what's important to him. Um, and finally, the um, God's provision is significant now in the fact that we experience it, but it's also significant in the future by the fact that um, we uh, we are able to point to it as a testimony and um, both for ourselves and for others and say, this is what God is like. This is where he's going to be in the future. So um, I just, yeah, I want to just bless you wherever you are, whatever's going on, whatever, um, you know, whether you feel like you're walking in the wilderness or not, 
um, like actually just to know that God is with you, that he is for you, that he's promised to look after you and provide for you and he will do those things. And um, and especially for those of you that are coming up to graduation, just as you um, as you walk into this, the new ways of being that you're going to discover, I just pray that um, even, you know, whatever the adventures you have, um, whatever they look like, you know, things are often unexpected, things are often take longer than we imagine. But in the midst of all of that, I just pray that you know God's faithfulness, you know, his promises over you and you can trust them and draw hope from them and comfort from them and actually share that hope and that comfort with the other people around you. So, um, yeah, bless you guys. And um, we're going to do another one of these next week. Um, so uh, tune in for that. But bet, even better still, why don't you grab yourself a copy of Campus 3 or Campus 1 or 2. Um, all these devotions are kind of, they're taken from uh, in here and then... Um, uh, yeah, we think you really love them. So uh, head to our website and find one of those. Um, awesome. Bless you guys. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to check out our Instagram at Campus UK for more content. See you soon. <laughs>